Hello everyone, welcome back. It's been a been a long while since I've done one of these. Um, just not really got around to it. It's been a lot of some other stuff. Um, so yeah, we've, we've basically missed half the baseball season. Um, well, not half of it, but you know, about a third. Yeah, yeah. I think the last our last episode was reviewing the like first two weeks of the season or something like that. So there's, yeah. there's a lot has happened um, since then. Yeah, we're up around the 60 game mark now. So we're going to have to be selective of the, you know, the main storylines really. Yeah. To talk about. Um, and hope we'll be able to do some, do this more often, like for the rest of the season after this. Yeah. Yeah, because cause once every six weeks, quite a lot happens in baseball, doesn't it, really, in six weeks? Yeah. But, I I mean, it's it's probably the best part of the season to miss, to be honest, the first part, because it's it's difficult to read in stuff much at that point. Yeah, I mean, our last podcast was a lot of, does this mean anything? And it yeah. was just like, well, we don't know, because it's two weeks. Um, and stuff's kind of taken shape a bit more now. Um, most yeah. of it, to be honest, is pr being pretty predictable. Yeah, it has. Um, it's it it has it's almost too much shape. Some of it though, isn't it? There's some of it is already set. Um, yeah, almost for the rest of the season. But um, anyway, let's let's like get on with the actual podcasts. What what are we beginning with? Uh, what do you want to start with? I thought we were gonna. Um, I thought I thought this was your bit. Oh god, that's that's not good. That's never good. Isn't this um, format? Isn't this the only bit of format we have? Is that I ask you? What we're going to talk about? We're going to go Jay Bruce because that's just happened. Okay. Or is happening? I should say. I'll just check. It hasn't actually happened. Yeah, that's a good idea. But yeah, it's it was announced by uh, who was it announced by? I think it was Jeff Passan first, and then Ken Rosenthal tweeted overnight um, our time. That it's going to be for a minor leaguer, and that's not exactly surprising, though, is it? No, it's just a random minor leaguer. Is that all it matters which one it is? I'm guessing it's not going to be much because the Phillies are paying most of his contract. Yeah, and, and he's owed 14 million this year and next year. Oh, okay, that's quite a lot, then, isn't it? Yeah, so it's, it's probably it's, it's almost a salary dump, then I I guess. Yeah, although the the Mariners are paying some money, I think. I don't think the the well the Phillies haven't exactly got um big. I don't know that lot, but they've they've not got big names to give away anymore, have they? Anyway, and it wouldn't be that anyway. But um, yeah, he's trade. I think for the Phillies, it's sort of it's more of them going completely win now, isn't it? Um, which I I think it fits well with the other moves they've made, but in general, um slightly reckless like a lot of the other moves they've made uh yeah although when then when they're not giving up um much yeah. i yeah the I only, so. the, the this, only one, this one's not so reckless i suppose when they've already yeah. done the other moves yeah it just ties their hands a bit when you've got a guy who's on 14 million next year if he slumps horribly the rest of this year yeah what do you do with him? Like he's at least going to be taking up a roster spot, isn't he? But I don't think he will 
the thing with him is he's basically been he's been at like one guy until last year when he was just bad yeah and he was he had injury problems yeah he's actually had a little bit of injury problems this year too but um um he's just had more power yeah he's basically um and the thing is as well is he's a left-handed slugger going to citizens bank park yeah he he could you know he could get another like he could get another like 25 home runs the rest of the season for the Phillies or something yeah he's gonna hit he's gonna hit bombs that would leave him with 39 home runs which seems stupid but Simpsons Park is not a big ballpark and the thing with him is um, he's been well he's a massive pull hitter there's his short to right centre and he also this year has basically just become like a parody of Jay Bruce yeah like he's always been low average walk a bit hit for a lot of power and then this year, his average has got lower, and he's just hitting for more power. Yeah, well, he's actually got almost as many home runs as walks as well this year. Yeah, you've got to like that. You've got to have a lot of time for that. Yeah, he's he's not even well. I don't think he's he's usually walked a huge amount, has he? Um, so he's not his walks numbers haven't gone down hugely, but they've gone down slightly. He's basically just getting on base less, but when he does. He, he goes it's, around all of them. That's it, basically. Yeah. He doesn't. He, he doesn't, doesn't do want to do base running anymore. No, which I can understand. I like. I've got a lot of time for that attitude. Yeah. Um, the, so he they're, they're basically going to move McCutcheon to centre. Seems to be what they're doing, isn't it? Yeah. Well, I mean, I've, not, just... I've not been following them lately. I, didn't you mention the other day that McCutcheon played in centre? Yeah, I just looked at a couple of their yeah, box scores. He was in centre with Williams in left. Um, a lot of the reporting's been that Bruce is going to be a bench bat, but I don't think you pay that much money and trade for a bench bat. I think he's going to play a fair bit of left field. Yeah, I think it makes sense to play as well. Well, he's he's pretty good. He's just, yeah, well, he, yeah, without even without the on base percentage, he's just yeah, he's just he's better than Nick Williams, I think. And actually, one thing we criticised the Phillies for um, a lot. Was that they made all these big moves and they left a hole in the lineup yeah, or some it's... holes? And this kind of fills one of them. I mean, um, the Herrera stuff—it sounds like he's never going to play for them again. Um, yeah. From what what I, was it, Gabe Kapler or one of the others basically said as much. I think the other day, and he was one of the offensive weaknesses. And now their outfield defense isn't going to be amazing with McCutcheon in center and Bruce in left. But also, who cares? That outfield offensively is insane. Yeah, that's like a. I don't know I, I, in that ballpark as well. They could, they could get like close to a hundred home runs in a full season together. I reckon. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. And then you pair that with Reese Hoskins and Segura and stuff like. I think it's it's quite a big upgrade for yeah. them because Bruce also this year hasn't been. He's not played that much outfield, but he's not been useless. Yeah, in the compared to what they had at the start of the season, basically, if you're basically saying in the lineup. He's replacing Herrera from what their lineup was at the start of the season. I feel like that is that's one of those moves that it just makes the whole team a lot better because it's the it's the whole thing of I the not having holes in the lineup I think is so huge. Because I mean, well if well Herrera would have been batting would it have been seventh or something? He would have been behind Real Muto or something like that? Yeah. At the start of the year maybe or or well, that that's probably where where Joe Bruce might be. So, when you're pitching to Real Muto, 
and Herrera was up next, who, apart from that on base streak he had last season, is just not a good offensive just, player. He's just not good. You're going to go round him a lot, really, aren't you? you I mean, it, especially if Real Muto's hot, or there's like pe- people in storm position or something. Um, but then if you have Jay Bruce, you 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 may well still prefer to face Jay Bruce than than um, Real Muto, but there's also a decent chance that he, you give up an extra run because he's going to hit over the wall. Yeah, exactly. Quite often. It's, it's just quite a nice move, I think. Of the Phillies moves they've made, that's one of my, my favourite ones because it's also for the people who um, criticise teams for not spending. I'm assuming they're not really giving up much to get him. It's basically just saying we're happy to spend the money. Yeah. It's a bit of a risk. I do think there is a slight risk that he either is injured or for some reason like injuries contribute and he's bad next year. Yeah, I think there's a decent chance of that, but it's, they're, they're just, they are doing that. It's, at least it fits with what the rest they're doing. I think the, the most annoying thing with teams, when like how they run, is when when they make decisions that contradict each other. Yeah. I've, at least they're doing... I don't think it should have been quite what they did when they just... They're going... Where they start going completely all in. But this just backs it up. They're yeah. Just, they're just going to... That's just what they're going to be doing. Well, and at least that means there's collect, there's collective thinking. And that's always the key in, in sports teams. Like, in every yeah. sport, the ones that are bad are the ones who are, like, just sort of jumping around between ideas. Um, yeah. But at least the Phillies, like, there, there's clearly a direction that it seems like the people who are making decisions have bought into. Yep. And that's better than a lot of other teams, like, uh, well, like Los Angeles Lakers. They're just, like, awful. This is like, they're, and they're the opposite end of the spectrum. Yeah, and like, just, they've had they've had like four like, of different people and outside influences and stuff. Yeah, and so at like, least with the Phillies, and... they're like, well, we're a couple of games ahead. Let's get someone who's gonna like improve us short term. We'll worry about the money next year if we have to. I I kind of yeah. got some time for that. Yeah. Any so anyway, let's um let's move on because. We've spent a big chunk of time talking about that one. Although that is the that is the what the one thing that's specifically like recent news. Yeah, that's actually relevant for once. Um, and the other stuff is more of a like a uh, well, the next two things more of a season long trend. So um, Cody Bellinger. Yeah. What do you think, of Cody Bellinger? Well, it's just it's mental. That's it. That's basically just absolutely mental. Um, yeah. To to both to get your walk rate going up significantly and basically cut down strikeouts to the point that you're striking out like a contact hitter and still hitting. Only Yelich has hit more home runs this year. Yeah. Um, that is extraordinary. I think the thing that's so impressive with it is like the it's basically where he's been improving. I mean, his numbers show last year was worse. But it's, well, like, as we were just talking about before, like, the narrative doesn't fit quite as well as I wanted it to. But there is still a bit of this here, where even though he was worse last year, his strikeout rate actually went down. Yeah. Um, and it, you know, he, well, I think his walk rate went down as well a little bit, but still, you know, basically, and if you watched him last year, he started having short swings, 
and like sometimes just get hitting a single to the opposite field instead of going for the big sweeping home run swing on every situation basically become more of like an intelligent hitter um, and then I feel like this year is basically combined his last two seasons where he's got this stupid power from his rookie year but also is just more of an intelligent hitter so he's basically just really really good now and I think that's basically the, the, the impressive thing and when you look back at like you look back at like all time greats I mean it's quite soon to say Cody Bencher could be that but they're people that have a really good year and then still improve. Well, that's what they Mike Trout's done, isn't it? Because, I mean, how good he was in um, in 2017, you know, he could have just carried on playing exactly the same way. But, yeah. well, I think the, the well, the, you know, the, the big reason why was the playoffs, wasn't it, I think? Yeah, we just but got he, scuppered. He, he could have still just said, oh, well, I just... That I, I'm, I was so good in the regular season. I'm just going to carry on doing that. Whereas I think a lot of pl- a lot of players probably would do that. They they so about this the self confidence and stuff thing as well. Where they just would be like, yeah, I, you know, I'm just going to keep doing what I'm doing. Is like a phrase that people put out there quite a lot. But even though he he won Rookie of the Year and got a lot of MVP votes, he changed his, how he played. And it's I think like that's the benefit he's getting this year is that he's now he's not just a person that swings by and runs. It's yeah. Basically, basically he was well Joey Gallo is also on a good year, but I was saying he's he was more like Joey Gallo in 2017. Yeah. Like he when was he like... first came up, he was basically just a home run or nothing. It felt like. Um. And he's basically adjusted completely. So now he is just. I mean, he's he's like just having one of the best seasons of all time at the moment. Well, he's literally. I mean, it and it's, is, and it's June now. Yeah, it, it's not a freak anymore. Like this well, isn't a hot start. And you look at the underlying numbers. Yeah, like, I was just gonna say that. I saw. I, I've not. I saw it a while ago, like a few weeks ago now, probably. The that basically he's his expected numbers. He's just about there. If actually, if anything, he was slightly below his expected. His his expecting batted at his expected batting average. He's currently below. He's just above expected slugging, and it's like he's got a one point two OPS. If you, he's on pace for like the best season since like Babe Ruth. In my, I, depending on how he's doing each week, uh, it's like Barry he's Bond's pro, no, probably not Barry Bond. Barry Bond, surely. No, I mean on B War, like that's and that is ridiculous. Yeah, well, he's because yeah, five... that well, that's the thing as well, isn't it? Is that he's he's like a versatile defender, and he's really quick. Like he's not well, just I was about to mention baseman, that. is he? He's he's actually like elite speed. I just got this up. So he's quicker this year than Malik Smith. He's about the same speed as Trevor Story, same speed as Mike Trout, around the pace of Kevin Kiermaier and Ahmed Rosario. Yeah. So the, and like, he, he's playing above average outfield defense. Is well, he's ridiculous? You're talking about Ahmed Rosario. He's well, he he's I think he's going to develop into something more. But at the moment, his basically main tool is his speed he's meant to just be really really quick and Cody Bellinger is that quick but also just really really good at everything else he's well I've seen these discussions of oh could he challenge Mike Trout and it's I mean obviously it's way too soon for that but like I don't know I mean basically we just have to see how long this goes on for but it does seem legitimate doesn't it that he could 
he could just well obviously not quite this good i don't think i think that'd be silly silly he's gonna have like multiple years this good but well then he might actually be the greatest player of all time if he has multiple yeah. years this good but he could have you know his numbers the way he's playing and stuff and how long it's gone on i wouldn't be as surprised if he finishes his finishes this year around there which would be ridiculous well i think so the expected numbers are one part of it that make you obviously believe this this can go yeah. on and the one that we always talk about is like has there been a change to suggest this is a real thing and he clearly has he's tweaked stuff and when your strikeout and walk rates change that much like they, they yeah. don't they don't tend to just alter randomly and then like one no. year you walk a lot and then yeah, you like, don't well you get people have a good year but their their walk out and strike out numbers are the same yeah so they're basically the same player it's just when they were hitting the ball they got more lucky and they, basically they, they started we, going between fielders instead of outfielders yeah basically, and but, like there's there's clearly underlying change in all of his game he is an incredible athlete i mean like you were just saying he's basically in the same um echelon of athletes as guys who are in the major leagues primarily because they're an athlete yeah he's that extraordinary in that element of the game and he's now walking he's walking like at the level of guys that we consider specialist walkers like yeah he, he's walking like matt carpenter carlos santana and brandon belt sort of rate which yeah, is and, insane and, well, and he's, he's struck out not much he's struck out 31 times so far so that is um well it's it's not it's not like really stupidly low but like that is the rate of i know what is that is that that's probably like uh just under 100 strikeout rate which like nowadays is uh well and for a guy who's got 20 home runs in 50 low. games 20 yeah. home runs in 50 games and you're going to have a, under 100 strikeouts in 2019 that's like unheard of well it's like it's basically the, the way to put most of it into perspective is this is like you said this is so good there's a conversation of if he could be anything like mike trout yeah after after 57 games but it is ridiculous, isn't it? This this is like one of the best like starts to season I've seen in while I've been following baseball, I think. Maybe yeah, I might be forgetting something, but I don't know. It's I I just don't feel like that. It doesn't feel like it's going to end either. Like so, it's really just who knows at the moment how far it's going to go. Yeah, which is he's, kind of fun. Feels like he's almost got the MVP wrapped up already. Yeah. Like, you'd have to take a ridiculous um, downturn to not win it. Or get hurt, I guess. Yeah. Which would be such a shame if he got injured. Because um, the funny thing is, the reigning MVP has got a 1.1 OPS and has hit 22 home runs. And he's like, he's in the shadow of Cody Bellinger. That's how good he's been. It's really. It's preposterous. Yeah, it's just going to be quite fun to see how long it goes because one of those things like you just always want to see people do stuff that's historic, and this could be like, you know, on the top list of greatest seasons ever. Yeah, it's. I mean, just looking at his defensive, like, well, his, his defensive run saved and stuff now, and they're also ridiculously good. I mean, in yeah. the outfield and at first base. <laughs> it's really. It's just yeah. I, I, I don't know what's going to happen. Like, I I don't know how much or how long it has to go on for before it gets to like, this is just who he is. Not like you said, not one point two OPS, yeah. but like, 
the the thing was, the thing I really like as well is that I know to me it seems is that the main the main difference has been just thinking. Yeah, isn't it? It's not. I don't know whether he's necessarily made. I don't think he's necessarily made like mechanical changes much, but it's basically. Well, I would like I've already said actually, but instead of instead of doing his big like his famous big scoop all the time, he thinks about the game situation, and uh, you know, the, well it helped. I think that when you do that and you don't become an easy strikeout, I think that helps you hit home runs and stuff as well. Basically, just having plate discipline and being able to battle and stuff like that. I'm basically, basically like, well, basically like Joe. What makes Joe Votto good, or made him made him good? Yeah, is is, is just his ability to control the plate, control the yeah, strike zone. When you see a guy that I mean, because Joe, owning... Joe Votto doesn't have anywhere near the tools that Bellinger does, really. I don't think. No, it's basically if Bellinger is is doing what Joe Votto has done for like so many years in terms of the strike zone. And you know, if he can basically can keep that up, he can be like quite considerably better than Joe Votto has been, I think. And Joe Votto is probably going to go to the Hall of Fame. Yeah. Which is just kind of mental to say anyone that's going to the Hall of Fame that this guy's on a trajectory to be several miles ahead of yeah, what I he's mean, become. We're we're probably getting slightly ahead of ourselves because there's only fifty seven games, but it's yeah, like you say, I just continue see what goes we'll keep uh, see what happens see how long it goes on for yeah when we do these more regularly there can be a reg a, a bellinger update corner of the podcast yeah the, i mean even though we're giants fans i yeah because i mean well the giants are, it's not gonna affect the giants the giants probably aren't going to be good again until after bellinger's retired so <laughs> you know if we're lucky Okay, so next on the agenda, another more season-long trend. The Twins. Minnesota Twins. Yeah. Owners. So, oh, actually, is it? Is that the best record? It is. That's their best record. I mean... Uh, well, they're all very close, aren't they? They're all well, very it's close. It's the Dodgers. The Dodgers and the... Um, the Dodgers, no, the Dodgers haven't overtaken them. Let, let's yeah, go. So it's let's just go about the, the best. The well, best record one game. and the best in the American League Central by an absolute mile. Yeah, and pretty and, uh, the Cleveland strategy. We talked about in the preseason stuff. Um, it's backfired quite horribly. I mean, they had injuries, didn't they? But like. They basically traded away a lot of guys and hoping that pretty much just Lindor Ramirez can like give them all their offense. Well, and, then... and Jose Ramirez has been the big thing, hasn't it? That he's just well, something's happened to him. He's not that guy. Yeah. Um, OPS of six forty. They had to have him being absolutely like MVP level, and then they might be. Well, it wouldn't have made up for this gap. Um, and then, like you said, they had injuries. They basically took a huge, huge risk. And then the Twins... The Twins did well. They were opportunistic, weren't they? They made a lot of moves this off-season. And I, the thing we spoke about before with them as well is they went for depth. 
the opposite of what the Phillies did, where the Phillies weren't going to load the top of our lineup. They weren't for, we're yeah. just going to have loads of good players. The, well, the, the Twins, um, they've, but as well, they've basically had loads of these guys up for a while, haven't they? Yeah. Loads of these youngish players, they're maybe not that young now, but they've they've been around for a while. I feel like this, um, over the last few years, sort of got used to basically prospects coming up and being good, really good straight away, and if not, people sort of saying, oh, they're just, they're just not that good. Yeah. Whereas I think really most of the time in baseball, and this sort of what you're returning to this year, um, it's sort of about the second and third, maybe even fourth years of um, people's major league careers of like what player they actually are. Like the first year a lot of time is a freak. Yeah, like, one way or like, the other. Basically when we had Ballinger and Judge and like, well, Reese Hoskins, Matt Olson did it, didn't they? Darry Sanchez was another one. Yeah. They the all exploded. All exploded ridiculously and at the very start. to get into the, the mindset of, yeah, it's just like, you can fi- find out how good someone is like immediately a bit. But um, yeah, basically the twins of like Jorge Polanco guys like that that just well, I don't know when Jorge Polanco came up, but I, it feels like he's been around for a bit, hasn't it? It's not like he's just come out of nowhere. Yeah, I mean, he Cody, Cody Badge doing this as well, I guess. He, like, you know, he it's basically about, I think it's about people making adjustments and improving really if, if players are going to have good careers yeah and the big like, yeah he's, he he made his debut in 2014 Jorge Polanco yeah he didn't didn't play that much till 2016 and then obviously had the ban last year as well yeah well, he still played um, 77 games last year um, but they so it's, the big ones well, Kepler's having a massive year. Buxton is being maybe not quite all the way to what the promise was, but he's he's getting there. Um, and obviously still an incredible defender. The outlier of their their main players is funnily Marwin Gonzalez. Or has he been bad? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he, he struggled. Um, this... Obviously, Jorge Polanco's been amazing. I, I, feel like, I, I feel like that's a win for us, the um, Marwin Gonzalez thing, because Weren't we saying that at the start of the season? Well, he's actually not that good. He's just no, he's not very good offensively, and sort of signing him as a free agent. Like usually, you're signing a free agent for big money. You want them to be an everyday player, and it's sort of him being an everyday player and having a spot is not what makes him valuable. Like he's no. not valuable as an everyday player. No, that's true. Um, but yeah, it's that. What I like about they've succeeded is obviously like Polanco's OPS is one, so that that gets gets a lot of attention. But they they've sort of done well by everyone just being like above average. Yeah, which is kind of what I thought might happen. Like Nelson Cruz has only played thirty five games; he's just been Nelson Cruz slugging over five hundred. Um, yeah. Jonathan Scope's bounced back a bit, which seemed possible. Like he was that guy not that long ago, and then suddenly became non-tendered by the Brewers, which was a bit surprising. Um, Jorge Blanco, is, like I said, is a bit of a freaky thing. Eddie Rosario, that's just like, he's a good hitter. Yeah. That's, that's who he is. He's been a good hitter for several years. Um, kind of doing, I guess, 
all baseball is doing it by committee. The only really freaky stuff is like um, uh, Jason Castro, a 931 OPS. And that's probably not going to stick. Uh, but even their starters have overperformed as well a bit. Or like, I guess it's not crazy again. Jake Odorisi's stuff is a bit over the top. Yeah. But most, it's just like everyone's at the, yeah, the top like, bound. And like Barrios, like Barrios having that. Like, I know, like a couple of years ago, when he was like really breaking through a bit, but then I don't think his results ended up that well. That's kind of what people expect him to become. Yeah, is this? It's like you know, this is just that, that like that's not that ridiculous that this could just be Jose Barrios for like the next few years. He's just like, you know, in the in the Cy Young like get Cy Young votes, not necessarily like top of contention, but just getting like you know. He's on that planet. Votes every year, yeah. And that's so it sort of feels. I mean, their current record is is incredible, and it's kind of what you need everyone to be at their very best, like they have been, yeah, to get this. But I don't think them being better than the Indians seemed impossible by any stretch of the imagination. Like this, this seems. I didn't. I didn't see this though at all i mean i think it, the indians have underperformed as well yeah it's like um but it's basically the indians took a gamble of oh we think we're gonna be we're gonna be better than them anyway even by trading away these guys and um and well quite quite, quite clearly they're not well not this, this... close. i kind of expected it to i expected it to be like pretty close to be like a close contest between them it still moves. could be. It, it still could, could be. Because I. But what's I think... that? What's that statistic I saw the other day? I mean, it's not great. I can't actually remember the statistic. Oh, that's good. Of, of that's about. Good stuff. I mean, it's about at this point in the season, teams that have had a ten and a half game lead and or, or like a ten over a ten game lead in their division, have like, have won it, for like ever. You're going back so many yeah. years, but it was like a lot of years. Yeah, um, I mean, I. I think it's it's unlikely that they they blow the division, but I don't think it's, yeah. there's a good chance they get closer because so far it feels like this is best case for the Twins. Everyone's performing like at least like a, most of them are above average. It's good. It's not incredible, but like they're they're almost as good as they'll be. I think, and the Indians with injuries and then a bit of underperformance are almost as bad as they were, could have been. Yeah. So I saw them being both like a few games over 500 at this point. I definitely didn't have the, the Twins at 38 and 19 at the start of June. I mean, the, I mean, Indians have still got a decent chance, haven't they, of the um, the wild card? But it seems like quite a collapse from where they were like last few years. I mean, they're, well, they they're only one game ahead of the White Sox at the moment. Yeah, yeah, I know. So it's like. I don't know whether I think there's a chance they start trading stuff away because they were talking about doing that already. Yeah, they they could just give up. Yeah, but I mean, se- it seems like that would be stupid at the moment, but it does. But at the same time, it seemed a bit silly what they were doing in the off season. So and they don't want to spend. If you don't want to spend and you're in this situation, they're going to have to pay Lindor at some point if they want to keep him. Maybe they just tear it down. Yeah. They could. Do, I mean, I know. Could you really think they'll trade like Lindor? 
I don't I, know if I they'd trade kind him. I thinking that, they, that he'd just be untouchable. Because that's, that's like one of those things that... I mean, even trading away like some of the others, I think, is pretty bad. Although that could come in towards them, their contracts. But it's the sort of thing that's just suicide for the fans, isn't it? Yeah, I think it would it's be just... incredibly stupid. And I don't think they do Lindor yet. I th- but I think they, they were talking about trading starters already. I could see Kluber or Bauer going before the end of the year. And then Lindor, they wait until he's closer to a free agent and then trade him when they get less for him because of PR stuff, basically. But this yeah. this team... So last year, they got they were just not good enough in the playoffs against against the other powerhouses in the American League. This team's just nowhere near competing, is it? It's just not anywhere close to to getting past the division series, even if they won the division this no. year. I, I, I think last year, though, that's sort of why they did it, didn't they, a bit? It's sort of as a reaction to, well, the Red Sox and the Yankees of them. Basically, they weren't anywhere near last year, and they didn't really have any way of improving themselves drastically. Like, their farm system's not very good at the moment, and it's just... So they, they just sort of like, oh, we'll just lie low for a bit. But now it's gone worse than I think they were hoping. So that maybe they they might just give up completely. Yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they did. Because um, it's hard to know what to do. Is you just back yourself into a corner when you get into this? We don't want to spend any more money stuff. Yeah. Um, and it's yeah they they're just not in a, a good spot now, are they? But like, they just feel like they've blown it with the. Um, those moves they made has now really backfired. Yeah. Yes. They're kind of stuck now. Anyway, should we um should we move on to the uh final item on the agenda? Yes. Yes, let's do that. So it's the it's the draft. Like really soon, isn't it? It starts tomorrow, I think. Which is the, it's the big bit really, isn't it? The the first like couple of rounds. Um, yeah, and I got to be honest. Don't actually not really followed the draft that much this year compared to last year. I did an article about like some of the top draft prospects last year. This year, I've not really followed it at all. Apart from Adley Rutschman, that's pretty much all I know. He's like the consensus number one pick, I think. But um, really, the the uh, what we were going to talk about is how that means that after tomorrow. Keiko and Kimbrell no longer have their draft pick compensation attached to them. Yeah, which could finally see some movement on that front. Yeah, maybe. Or maybe that's just wishful thinking. But, um, yeah, they, they could, couldn't it? And uh, so what what do you think are the, you know, the most likely or like the most in need of either of those two? Um... The Kimbrell ones is just sort of an unknown to me because basically any team that could be going to the postseason. Again, it depends like yeah. what he's going to take. Yeah, if you assume it, if if he wants to still wants the huge money, I don't think anyone will get him because it's stupid. Yeah, I don't I don't think that's happening. But if you assume he will take a two or three year deal yeah. um with a high AAV, I think the Braves I, look quite an obvious spot. I think actually surely though, I think at this point he wouldn't mind like a one-year deal that's got quite a lot of money. 
No, you'd have to if you're any of those comp- competing teams, no. you'd have to try them, wouldn't you? Yeah, I, I mean, I, I think like the the Braves seems like an obvious one. Did, weren't they having closer problems? Yeah, their bullpen's um, been a nightmare. And you know, that's where he started, isn't it? That's where he like made his name. Yeah, or the Mets if they're still are going to be yeah, involved, but then they're, they're not going to. They're not going to do the money, are they? They're not going to spend a lot of money on him. No, I, 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 I like the Braves. Braves getting him on a short-term deal. I think I quite like. I think that makes sense because, well, they actually need a they need a closer somehow. Yeah. At least, they pro- they could probably do get adding a couple of relievers. I mean, maybe they'd like to do a trade with the Giants. Yeah, well, they're they're one. That seems like a trade partner that's. Christian just waiting to happen for like all of the Giants bullpen <laughs> I'll do that um, and then the other I don't know you could make an argument for Kimbrell to almost everyone that's competing like the Mets for instance if they were willing to spend any money yeah. um, their, their bullpen is somehow is rubbish again um, I guess like the Twins are really good at the moment like they, they look like they're heading for the postseason why not add him their bullpen's been good but again it's like if you can add someone that experienced and who's still yeah. pretty damn good i guess i think even if it was the braves i'd even i'd even be tempted on a longer deal if, well, if it was less aav than what had been rumored but um yeah for, for me i think the braves is, makes the most sense but the, then again like why would they have not done it already? I don't know. Yeah, I mean they might they might get desperate as the season goes on because the well they'll probably look at trades as well. But I don't I don't maybe I think they they could do with I don't know the trade for a couple and sign Kimball or something. Yeah, I overturn the ballpen a little bit because that's really their big weakness and they well they. I think they, you know, they've got a chance, haven't they? They've got a chance well, of going all the their way. Their lineup, their lineup is ridiculous at the moment with yeah, Austin I'm, Riley hitting Austin, home runs every. They've got Austin Riley minutes. and Josh Donaldson. And it, it's allowed them to put Acuna in centre, which is just like holy hell. Um, yeah. So I, I, that that does seem the obvious one for Kimbrel. Um, for Keiko, uh, I don't know. Yeah. It's I, He's just not that good, is he? No, that's the thing with him. Is it's like he's not actually going to move the needle for anyone, is he? I don't know. It'd, it'd be like a. He's probably like three and a half ERA, maybe. Like, if you want, you could you could think you're going to definitely get a three and a half ERA guy, which would be quite handy. But also, I don't know. I'm not sure how comfortable I am of even that. No, neither am I. When he's not played in so long. No, so if uh, they were still contending, I'd say the Nationals are a decent fit um, because yeah. they they should probably have someone who can start games behind Corbin, Strasbourg, yeah. and Scherzer. Uh, the Mets again because of the the Vargas situation, and again because they've got a, a big three. Well, and they've got Mats actually. Haven't they? They've got a front of a rotation, but I just don't I don't see either of those happening. Particularly not with the National. The Nationals are almost out of it now. Um, the Rockies, I think, are possible. For Keiko. Yeah, actually, they, they've had big problems with the rotation, haven't they? But then, I'm well, they've I'm just like, had to send down Kyle Freeland, which is there's, incredible. There's some of my Rockies takes recently 
have not looked great. <laughs> well, the... I mean, I wrote an article near the end of last season about the um, about the Rockies rotation. And they say, "Oh, it's really good," and then they're young, and they've like this is their breakout year, and they're going to carry on, and they've not, have they? No, it turns out Marquez is good. It's pretty much. Although the thing is, though, now the Rockies have nailed down Arenado. You know, maybe they're not that bothered. Yeah, I get the yeah. sense with them that they're just one of those teams. They're just not that bothered. They've they've nailed down their big star for a while, which is going to keep the fans coming and keep them sort of competitive, um, but not actually competitive. Um, I agree. Actually, so now I... maybe they're just not bothered anymore. That was a conversation I had with the the Rockies UK account actually on Twitter the other day about yeah. that's that similar thing of that the win now stuff's kind of gone because of Arenado. Yeah. And so they're sort they're doing their kind of messing around with young players a bit again stuff, but it's like well, the the urgency's gone. Um, yeah. So I I don't see them doing it. And the other concern actually would be um, I'm not sure you want ground baller Keuchel on that infield. <clears throat> yeah. I think. You you're gonna to need to get some strikeouts, aren't you? At cause. Yeah, well that's. I mean, yeah, the good. Well, the thing, yeah, Keiko like limiting um. Limiting home runs and stuff and all that is, all well and good, but um. You know, as you say, hit, hitting it like fly balls is actually not the best way, to go at um course field anyway. Yeah. So it might not be particularly effective. I mean, maybe the Dodgers is always is they're just going to sign them. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it just that, that seems like a Dodgers sort of move. Yeah, because Yankees. The... Do the Yankees need them? Well, they don't, they don't need them. They but they never need anyone they get, do they? Really, they just get them anyway. No, but they they could do it. They could definitely do it. I mean, their whole team is injured and they're still like rolling. It seems kind of suitable with that then they just had another starter like why not yeah okay so i think we should end now okay yeah i agree so um yeah thank you everyone for listening again if they, if, if anyone did listen <laughs> i know people will do one in slightly less than two months time this time yeah that would be amazing and that would be quite Maybe, an achievement sometime at least sometime in the next two weeks Yes, Hopefully that is sooner. That is the goal. So yeah, okay, see you then. Bye.